What's up guys? Welcome to this week's AuraCast. I'm your host Dragon Bees. Uh, I think this is episode 21 off the top of my head. Uh, we have two amazing guests to bring on, so let's cross over and bring them in. Do, 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 do. Ah, and they're on the screen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it worked. Hello. So we have two people. One's a familiar face, has been on the AuraCast before. That would be Gay Superman, a.k.a. Alex. Uh, yes, you go do the little, like, chin-like. <laughs> <laughs> the poses. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have one of our new team members, uh, the master of the failed Nuzlocke. Uh, <laughs> that's so mean it's true it's very true uh, Ace of Blood uh, who is uh, yeah just joined the team two weeks ago has it been two, two weeks, weeks is it two weeks or has it been less than that I don't know Oh, look, it's two or one <laughs> look here's, here's the thing to Time is an illusion, and <laughs> that's Glenn Panini's. Yes, uh, it's it's yeah. all um, all a mess. So, uh, for those of you who don't uh, know either of you, uh, we might as well we'll start with the the returning guest first. Uh, Gay Superman, tell us about yourself, what you stream, who you are, your bank details. Theoretically, no. <laughs> social security. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Theoretically, I should know how to do this by now, but I'm very bad at it. Um, I am Gay Superman, also known as Alex. I'm a grad student in the United States who streams for fun. Um, I stream a variety of games, I'm trying to do low-key stuff right now. I'm mostly doing like Divinity and Baldur's Gate, and occasionally I just throw in some random stuff like Dream Daddy or Overwatch. Just a lot of fun hanging out with people. They I do could, a lot of screenwriters. They could not be on the opposite ends of each other. Like Overwatch, massive competitive multiplayer, and Dream Daddy. <laughs> They're like on the opposite end of the scale. I mean, I like to branch out. And... <laughs> uh, it depends on if you're going robber. It's very cutthroat. Okay. <laughs> um, how long have you been streaming for? Uh. Three years now, I think. Oh, so you must yeah, have started around the same right. time I did then, because I my three year anniversary is in May. Oh wow! Uh, I started when I started grad school, um, so that would be approaching three years in August. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, and of course we have our new team member, Ace of Blood. Tell us about yourself. Where are you? What you stream? You know. What, yes, what havoc you caused? <laughs> just all of it. Like, oh, it doesn't matter what I play. It's just death and chaos and havoc. Uh, but yes, I'm Ace of Blood or JoJo. Either name is cool with me. Um, I play a lot of variety. As mentioned earlier, I am the master of failing Nuzlocke's. I, I feel like I've taken that art to a new form. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I look. Here's the thing. I give you credit. I give. I'll give you credit where credit is due. I've done one Nuzlocke and failed miserably, and I just didn't go back. You go back for more. <laughs> I've done one Nuzlocke in my life, and it just hurts me because I have to throw away my beloveds all the time. And it's it, so bad. I can't handle I don't the heartbreak. Put them away. I just put them in a box. Where they just <laughs> isn't that worse though? How big like, is this box? You're, you're prisoning <laughs> the thing. Like. <laughs> Like, I just, like, run free, my child. I failed you. And you're just, like, sit in the corner and think about what you did. Uh, Ace has just got a dumpster out the back filled with, like, discarded <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu legs and... <laughs> yes, see, I'm the one who actually makes the candy for Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I love I love when that first came out. I love when like uh, with the whole yeah. candy dynamic and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna grind these Pokemon up." Don't even think about it. How sadistic and nasty that sounds. It's like oh, I'm playing Pokemon Go. Oh, I just grind it up like 300 Raditors, and they're all you know candy now. And at the beginning, it was like 90 percent of the content of the game was going through your box and just pressing candy, <laughs> candy. It's just like how much time have I been destroying? It got really dark for a while. It did, it did. Oh, I mean, it hasn't really improved much, but you know. <laughs> so, 
So, yeah. All right. Well, usually from this point, we go into what have you been playing this week? What games have you been up to? What's what's the what's been consuming your life? Either or. I, the, <laughs> fire away. I, <laughs> I've been doing a divinity run with a couple of my friends. And evidently, despite the fact that I'm one of the two people who have played the game before, I am the dummy. Like, I just keep making huge mistakes, like, walking into random combats and then leaving random combats and then getting in the way in the combat. Oh my and God. my cat is there. <laughs> it's just, like, laying on the floor in front of, like, this monster. It was, it's been a good time. Oh <laughs> Divinity is one of the places where you can just be a fool uh, and have everybody carry you. And it's okay. Uh, because when you just attack random people, you do 90 damage anyway. Because yay loza i don't know <laughs> best description ever yeah. thank you that just sounds like me playing any game ever <laughs> God. Uh, but for myself uh lately i've been getting into some alien isolation <laughs> aka that is a I game like i want to try it, are oh, you the yeah. monster under the bed <laughs> yeah i am the monster under the bed Ace is the oh, alien, no. the xenomorph's actually the one that's trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really want a game that's like that, where you like you think you're the survivor, but in fact, you're just freaking out all of the monsters that are on their ship. So, you've gone on a bit of a horror run lately. And I don't mean as in a bad run of anything, I'm talking as in the actual genre of horror. I mean, everything you do ends up being horrific anyway, because you're either dying a lot or killing everything uh, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. what's what's the sudden urge to play horror games? It's been something I wanted to do for a while, and I just decided that 2021, I went, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do the things I actually want to do. Yeah. And playing these horror games were one of them. I'm just like, I've been putting this off since I started streaming, because I didn't know if it was worth it or not. Oh, like, when you've got a community who want to torture you relentlessly, <laughs> they will love it forever. Yes, uh, getting random spooky, scary skeletons in oh, a boss fight <laughs> always amazing. Oh, look, all right. I had to see. I've been tormented so much over the last three years by various yeah. different people. It's nice to have the opportunity to flip the switch and go. <laughs> my turn. My turn to be a bastard. Oh, no, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. While well, I was watching you stream earlier today, I'm just oh, sitting there going, God. man, I have all these alien sound effects I've been given. I really wish Beast had these on. I'm really <laughs> I played Alien Isolation for the... This will be my third run through of the game. I've done it once on PS4, once on uh, PC, and this is my first run through of doing it on Nightmare Difficulty, which is the hardest. I Nightmare... thought you were going to say on Switch. No, no. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's on Switch. Oh god, it wouldn't run on the Switch properly. Um, <laughs> although, good. that's the conversation I'll have afterwards about some games that have gone to Switch that are so badly performing. Um, but... Xenomorphs with now 12 polygons. <laughs> just, just like... <laughs> it's like place. The stop. true horror is what we did to the animation. <laughs> exactly. But um, although... I, I kind of upset uh, Acer today because <laughs> the AI, normally the AI is brutal in that game and it, you, you just breathe wrong and it's trying to eat your face. I literally could have yanked on its tail half a dozen times today and it just did not respond to me whatsoever. Like, it, it was really just like, didn't. and I'm sitting there like sweating, like visibly sweating going... Oh, it's going to eat me in a minute. It's going to eat me. And it didn't. And like the chat is like screaming at me going, you're cheating. <laughs> you're like, you, you like, there must be some kind game. of glitch in his AI or something because <laughs> it was dear Lord, I'm just like, I did the same thing as you. And I'm like difficulty level lower than you. And it's like, hey, you're dead. Well, you yeah. do it. Like, I have what? never, I've never seen the AI do this. I don't know whether it sounds it's the, like the difference. They planned different? the. N sorry. No, no, sorry. Go on. <laughs> it sounds like they planned the nightmare being your chat rebelling on you. <laughs> it was because it feels like it. Because it was literally like, 
I, I I literally had the alien staring at me at one stage, and like I opened a door, it looked at me, I ducked around the corner, and it just like do, 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 do. <laughs> it just Nothing. walked away. I'm like, hey. oh, what? <laughs> but then there was the moments where it was like standing at the bed hissing, and I'm like, is it gonna kill me? Is it gonna kill me? Is it gonna kill me? And then it either killed me or it just hissed a bit more and then walked away. I'm like, all right, well this is a thing now. <laughs> So I've never played Alien Isolation, and I think the only time I've ever seen it is watching your stream, Bees. Yeah. But, like, I want there, and I don't know if there is, but is there a peaceful mode in which you just get to have a couple of roommates on a ship? <laughs> you just get to wander around Sebastopol. That. That, that's not even the prologue. No, no, I was gonna say, you, just, you just stay in the, in, the, uh, the, in the torrents and don't get off the ship. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what you need. You know what you really need is you need to be like, so you, I think the lowest level was novice. You need a level before that where the alien takes you on a tour of Sebastopol. <laughs> that like, sounds great. On your left. This set design looks good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I'd be down for that. It's, it's a beautiful game in regards to, like, considering it's set, oh, that's what I was saying today. Like, I, I played it because I've got my new PC and it, it can run practically anything. I was like, I'm going to run this at full graphics and that. That game does not look seven years old. Oh no, it really there, doesn't. There are games now that look less visually like impressive than that game. And that game wasn't produced by a major studio. That was produced by I wouldn't say an independent studio or anything, but it was it was sort of in between. Um it's very well designed. It's a massive game. Like that that that's just the main uh campaign is uh between 12 and 14 hours roughly. And then you've got a heap of DLC. It's a blessing and a curse being a PhD student who focuses on graphics yeah. because I know every trick, well, not every trick. I know a lot of the tricks of the trade uh, when it comes to this. And so I'm always like, whenever I see a game that is visually stunning and I can't figure out how they did it, it bothers me. So like games that are from 2014 and run spectacularly and are beautiful. I'm like, what did they do? What artist trickery is this? And it, it's amazing. It's very much. So I, I imagine. I think the atmospheric nature of that game, it's it's got a lot to do with lighting and sound. The sound design in that game yeah. is incredible. You, you, it's, you've got 12 to 14 hours of just constant tension. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, there's not a moment when great for my anxiety. Oh, it's 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 an experience I think you should have, but it is very nerve wracking. It's a very well designed game in that they the the only thing that I would say is that the the robots get a little more aggravating than scary towards later in the game I, I mean i still have moments where they scare me especially if they grab you off the floor or something but like yeah. there's times where i would like literally today i got really far in the game considering and it was like <laughs> i had like five of those working joes all just chasing me down a hallway but there's they sort of like power walk instead of like they don't run they're just you know like power walk you can literally walk at your normal pace and just Stay away from them. And they're, they're like, come back here. We want to talk to you about safety. And it's like, <laughs> there's nothing more horrific than a robot going, I want to talk to you about safety. Glowing red eyes. <laughs> sounds like Disney World in three years, though. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so horrific. But like, the other thing is, I love little, I love little touches in games. And I, 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 th this is a really good game for that. I threw a, a flare, right? Asa probably knows exactly the moment I'm thinking of. I threw a flare. This is around the time there's like four or five of them wandering around. And they go and investigate, you know. And the robots were all standing around in like a meeting circle. And one had his hands behind his back looking at it. And another one sort of like like holding his chin. And, and they're all staring at this flare in the middle of the ground. Like Just the pure curiosity on these robots' faces. But it was like, like, who designed this game? Who thought... What I think these robots need to when there's lots they need to stand around in a circle having like a meeting. Who threw this flare? Oh, that's not against safety protocol. It's like okay, right. so those little need interactions. At least three different inspection poses for this. <laughs> it was like yeah, but they were. I, I've never seen it because I've never had that many all of a sudden. Because on the harder difficult, you you might as well not even try to kill them. 
because they're just brutal. One or two hits and you're down. But yeah, it, it was one of those experiences where like, all right, that's the little touches that make a game kind of special in its own little way, you know? Like, but yeah, oh, yeah. You, you've convinced me to try this game. I'm gonna have to have a special horror stream at some point where I try it. it it's brilliant, even like the moments where you get to look out the windows and into space, and even some of the space oh, yeah, those scenes. Are beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like you get that feeling of you are in solitude. Like, there's not many people around, and, you know, those moments where you're, like, you're on your own, it's tense, but then, like, you'll have those moments where, like, you'll look out the shutters, and there's just, like, a sun, like, glare peering through, and, like, there's the stars, and it's just, yeah, it's very well done. I don't know how they do it, um, because by today's gaming standards, it holds its own, but it's it, it just doesn't age. It doesn't seem to age, that game. You need to do an immersive playthrough where you turn off chat so you actually <laughs> feel alone the whole time. Lock the door to your room. Oh, no, there's a better there's a better mode in this game, too. You can turn on your microphone, and it means that if oh, you speak, no. it will trigger the alien knowing where oh. you are. It can hear you. Oh, God. It's, it's, got like, pro it's like prox proximity chat. <laughs> like, nah, no thanks, I'm good. I, I literally saw that option and went, hell no, no way in hell. And it's really I big. Like, loud enough as it is normally. I should be used to it though, because I play Phasmo, but it's a different it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. I am terrified two. of whenever VR like horror games become like the common trend for uh yeah. horror games. Because I like I'm able to isolate myself just through the fact that there is a screen here. And like if I am in the world of like Outlast. Oh. I'm not gonna hold it together. I'm gonna be like shaking. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I. I don't play many horror games for the exact reason of I am a big baby and <laughs> I fall for every jump That's scare. That's why I play horror games. <laughs> I mean, the, the the weird thing with Alien Isolation, it's horror, but it's more, it's more like suspense thriller. Like mm. some yeah. horror games are just outright, oh, this is disgusting and gross. Um, this is more building atmospheric uh, environments and, you know, and, and that constant feeling of having to check over your shoulder and not sure whether it's, you know, a little sound is the alien's footstep or it's just gone back into the vent or, you know, so and that's where I say sound design, especially in horror games, sound design in games is so important because if the sound yeah, design sure. is bad, it loses that immersiveness um you know it's one thing i love about phasmo as janky as that game has its moments the atmosphere in that game is what gives that game the edge you literally walk into a house and it just it's creepy and you hear little I, things i really like, need to try that game oh god phasmo is a blast i've played phasmophobia with so many people um and it's just it's so much fun um but yeah we talked it, about it last stream yeah it's it's just it's just a it's yeah I, i'm having a little bit of a break from it at the moment because i haven't put any sort of new stuff out they're working on it at the moment but like yeah, yeah i've put in over 100 hours in phasmo which is a lot yeah. for that kind of game <laughs> yeah i that type of game that's just like the same type of match over and over again i tend to have difficulty getting into the only games that i've done that with are like overwatch and apex legends where it's like the same type of activity each time not like progression so yeah. like it means a lot for a game in which like how, how it's going to end up because you're playing mm. as real people and it's always gonna be different yeah That's true. yeah i mean they've, they've, been, they've been pretty good in regards to like the, the each game in phasmo feels different and it also depends on who you're playing with if you're playing with the same people yeah. over and over again it becomes very familiar but going into uh, a, a new group uh setting is always an interesting one because people play it differently some people are really reckless some people are really careful you know and it's like hmm yeah it, it it changes the dynamic of the game but uh you know yeah so we talked you said about vr funny enough that actually segues into something i was going to talk about is that playstation have released the controller for the new vr when it comes out have oh, you seen yeah. it I have no. not, but I want to. All right, hang on. I'll, yeah, I'll send a yeah. link in our little. Uh, um, how do we find it? Uh, in our DMs here, it is a weird-looking controller. Oh, oh, <laughs> that is. 
It is not it's, what I expected when I seen it. It's like they wanted to make the Go controller, but they wanted to protect your wrist from, like, a sword <laughs> or something. Like, you know the Go controller that had, like, the little... Yeah, like, yeah. this is the Rift controller. Yeah, they yeah. really like these rings. I don't know why. But the Go controller is like this, but it basically had no, like, stock here. And they're just like, let's do that, but more. Why? It's, it's, it's Honestly, that... I looked at it, and I thought of those balls that you put the shapes into and you pull apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle thing. Yeah, and all the pieces fit together and makes a perfect sphere. It does give yeah, you that. Really, yeah, just like those two halves pulled apart. It also kind of just looks like oh. ab abstract art that you'd see in a museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's got that feel about it. Like, a, yeah, they're really I'm wondering weird. if it's kind of an attempt because nobody ever puts the strap on their wrist for any type of thing. So I'm wondering if they're just trying to encase your hand a little more by having, like, another thing here so that, like, you don't mm -hmm. throw your controller across the house so they're saying that okay, no one so ever put straps on their quote is that the ps5 vr controller has an orb shape that sony says will allow it allow you to hold it naturally <laughs> that doesn't look that natural <laughs> it doesn't it looks it like looks really awkward to me it, i don't it, know if that's me but i guess it depends it depends on the grip the, the actual... Because the rest of it's just plastic that goes around your yeah. hand. But the, the grip itself would have to be a good grip. Otherwise, it would feel very weird. Do they have another... Oh, they do have another shot of it. I'm trying... Because this has a little bit of a balancing problem. It's not horrendous. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just like a weight thing so it feels like you're not holding anything. Ah, oh, so you're saying like the controller Ooh. bit what out... Uh, so it balances with maybe there is some weight in the other half of that orb thing, so it kind of feels yeah. evened out. Maybe I don't know because yeah, they don't I really don't they don't really explain like um, they don't explain why it's that shape other than it, it's comfortable. And I'm just like, it just doesn't look comfortable because they show an up close yeah. picture of where the, the like the joystick and that is, and it's a right angled piece. So yeah, it's really small too. So like that means you literally can only keep use your thumb. It's just weird. I don't. I mean, you generally only use your thumb because you're holding it with the rest of your hand. Um, that's just... fair. I'm I'm not very experienced with VR, so that's um, fair. I work in VR, so adapt I... tr triggers, which is what we got on the Dual Sense controller. So yeah, that already exists. Yeah, haptic that's feedback. So every sensation of the game rumbles. will feel more impactful, textured, and nuanced. When you traverse through rocky desert or trading blows in melee combat, you'll feel the difference, magnifying the extraordinary visual and audio experience that's so central to VR. So... I, I like to give the benefit of the doubt on this type of thing, but I really... I like the Rift controller. I'm a big fan. I've had the Rift controller for a while now, and it's what I'm used to. Uh, and I just feel like this is the Rift controller, but they made things smaller, and I hate that. <laughs> uh, I like things having size so I can distinguish between them. The controller can detect your fingers without any pressing in the areas where you place your thumb, index, or middle fingers. This enables you to make the more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay. So it must detect, when you're not using the joysticks and that, it must also detect your fingers on the bits that you hold. They they already have that. It's called capacitive sensors. That it means like when you're just holding the. I'm sorry. I keep using this prop. Uh, when you're just holding it, if you're just barely touching something like yeah. this, it can tell that your fingers down, and you can animate based off of that. Oh. Um, it just makes it so when you're in the space, you can kind of see where your fingers are positioned on your yeah. controller. Yeah. Yeah. The VR controller part. is tracked by a new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. Oh, that's interesting. Right now, tr sorry, tracking is currently done by the headset. It's saying it's going to be done by the controller. That's, yeah. I don't think that's the commonplace. Yeah, so it's, it's tracking, the VR controller's track is tracked, so the controllers are tracked by the headset and the sensors are under the controller... 
it's it it sounds really bizarre. I I, I can't I just, get, my, get my head around that. The left. I mean, this is also can, a. Com- go on. I'm not used to PlayStation VR. I'm used to Oculus VR, which is a Facebook product. Well, so I've got they're Play- probably. I got the original PlayStation VR, which is quite okay. good, but it uses the Move controllers, which are a bit weird because that's like early mm. movement yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Those to are see. like the weird orb Wiimote looking <laughs> yeah, things, right? With the, yeah. yeah, like a Wiimote with like a weird, yeah, like it looks like a microphone kind of. This weird. is a huge step up for the PlayStation brand. This is a massive step up. Massive. Um, but yeah. I- I know that Oculus has been kind of working for, like, you don't even need controllers. They have, like, what's called hand tracking through the headset, so you can just kind of, like, vibe with your fingers depending on the application, which is nice. Have you seen the... There's another thing where they've got this... Uh, and I say, I can't remember. Oh, Phasmo is actually... Phasmo... What gets me is Phasmo is being developed by one person, and the stuff that this... Because Phasmo you can do in VR. The, 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 yeah. the newest thing is the suits... I'm guessing you've seen the suits that you can wear. It's like the next step up from like VR, in which it's like oh, like I thought you were talking about in Phasmophobia. No, no, you're like wearing a, a suit and you've got full control over the character. Yeah. So that's something that's happening and 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 Have... due to come out this year. And Phasmo's already like we're developing in Phasmo with this new suit thing. I'm like. It's such a niche market. How many people are going to buy this suit? To put Hobbyists are very passionate. <laughs> they really like the Cypress. Those five people who bought one, you know, it's, and I get what you mean, though. It's like, but it just seems so bizarre to think, yeah. Have um... you seen the VR treadmills? Wait, what? No. <laughs> VR, VR treadmills? So it's like this ring around you with like safety rails around you and it just allows you to walk in any direction you want and it basically just takes place of the the trackpad so it's not like it's not like a huge difference in gameplay except you can move in any direction forever and it just it's really useful because you feel like you're in place you're not like separating your movement from your like so hands, your like, move, your walking movement moves you in the game. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole idea. My brain wouldn't be able to process that. <laughs> I think I'd just fall over the first step I make. <laughs> I mean, you have... Th- there are so many safety harnesses on you when you're using it because of that exact reason. Because if the camera, like the virtual camera, is at all different from your walking like, movement... <laughs> It will make you fall over and also yeah. probably vomit. <laughs> it, well, it's, I guess I guess it's that that mentality. The same thing when you talk about um, when someone walks with a cup of like a cup of coffee or tea in their hand, and the more they walk, the more the mo- motion moves it, and then eventually it falls over. So if you because yeah. there's mm-hmm. that yeah, so it would be that same sort of thought process that if there's not that quite connection, your body would be moving, but <laughs> you'd, you'd be the liquid that just falls out the cup, kind of. If you know what I mean, like it's yeah. Yeah, I always explain VR sickness as, like, imagine you're on a boat. Like, you you see yourself walking in a straight line, but the ship is moving. And so your body, like, subconsciously understands that movement, and you'll get very nauseated because it's not what you are seeing. And that's exactly the way it is in VR, is the camera is not moving when you are moving exactly. And so this disconnect is causing you to get nauseated. Yeah. Uh, And... When you try to make it more immersive, it means you have to have even lower and lower, like faster and faster speeds to compensate. And eventually, mm. the goal is to trick our bodies into thinking that what we're seeing is what's actually real. Mm. Sorry, I just nerded out. So no, no, it's it's a, it's such a fascinating and like not underdeveloped as such, but it's such a it's such a a. a an unknown territory in gaming in that it's still very much under like development and improvement. It's so weird because in my like area, we've all been like dealing with this stuff for the past like 25 years. VR has been like an active research topic for over 25 years, almost when was Sutherland like 68. So like forever now, (laughs) I'm not doing the math at the moment, but like, 
we we've been saying like this is the future for so long and people are like yeah it seems cool and then they move on because like the the technology is just taking forever but we all see yeah. that it's valuable yeah just, people are getting impatient and so am i honestly <laughs> So the other thing I was going to talk about uh, is that some games are now coming to the Switch that aren't transferring over the best. Uh, Apex being one of them. Uh, the Apex reviews for the Switch, which we spoke about this a few weeks ago when they first announced that it was coming out on Switch, how that would work, are mm -hmm. horrendous. Have you seen the actual in-game play, like whether it's a trailer or a video, of what it looks like playing Apex. It's like chuggy 30 frames per second. It's so not good. It's... You remember when they brought Fortnite to the Switch the first time? And like you would see a PC player next to a Switch player. And they were like, like the, the PC player would like jump around all about and like end up on the other side of the player. And then like 20 seconds later, the Switch player would like turn around as if they'll like watch him. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not. I, I don't understand how any game designer can ethically put a PC player and a Switch player in the same match. I just bumped my microphone. <laughs> it's just it's like, one of the, it's one of those weird things because I was saying the same thing about like a really another another game that I was just baffled by, and I know people who are playing it definitively on the Switch, and I just can't understand that is Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Like, Dead by Daylight is a game that plays janky on most things. Even on PC, it has the stupidest moments. And I just don't understand it working well on the Switch. I had the same idea with Overwatch, because they brought that to the Switch. And I know, yeah, like, my they? PC while streaming kind of has a little bit of difficulty, and my PC is really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the idea of motion control in one of these games... Like, evidently, you can aim by moving the switch. Oh, my God. And it's just like, this is not <laughs> what I believe anyone actually wants from a competitive shooter. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't believe so either. <laughs> no, it's too gimmicky, for starters. Yeah. Like, it's too gimmicky. I, I like some games having motion, but competitive stuff like that. There's no, there's not a place for it at all. You know, yeah, and, and whilst I love crossplay, and I, I think crossplay is a great way to bring you know PC and consoles together, there are some games that it just it will never work for whatever reason because the the technology and the hardware from each different company don't mesh properly. <laughs> it just doesn't mesh at all. Oh yeah, and it takes a lot of developer time away from like things that you want to see in the game just to improve the game like i understand wanting to be able to play with your friends like maybe your friend can't afford a top of the line console so they buy a switch because it's cheaper i think right mm. that seems right it's about the same price as the PS4 it's nowadays. it's better now than it was before at one stage there it was very expensive for what you got <laughs> switches i don't mean i do not mean any shade on the switch I know people who love the Switch. I love the Switch. Oh, I love my Switch. Take it with you. But I don't view it as a console. I view it yeah. as a mobile gaming platform that can be put onto a TV. It's like it's just a it's just a expansion on the concept that that Nintendo's always been good at, and that's handhelds. Exactly. Nintendo, I, the, like the 3DS, the DS, casual gaming is yeah, much what it is. You know, it. I, I most people don't buy a Nintendo games. console to play. A competitive shooter <laughs> yeah if you're playing call of duty only on the switch maybe play a different game because you're not gonna have a oh fun time you're gonna the, have terrible latency the only time i ever played a shooter on a nintendo console in a semi-competitive way was goldeneye on the wii <laughs> And it was, it was right. It was yeah. okay. It wasn't the you worst. You were dating yourself. It, it wasn't. I, I know. Um, hey, no, no, no. You want me to? You want me to? You want me to make it even <laughs> older? I played GoldenEye sixty four. I'm sorry. On launch yeah, no, after the thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but no, I, and that like, oh, you want to talk about janky games? Games that that's a janky game. A game that was, yeah, like. The I, it has its place in history because it was it was a game that yeah, established definitely. that 
franchises yeah, in uh, or that genre. That's yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Genre. And now, like I've played it recently because I recorded a video with Danny, and it's so janky. I mean, the controller doesn't help because the Nintendo sixty four controller is a, a, a garbage fire. I don't know whatever made oh, them we think that. At, like, Wait, do you still have a Nintendo sixty four? I do. I have my original. Whoa. I have my original Nintendo sixty four that I was given to me on my birthday when Pokemon Stadium first came out. I haven't it's seen a Nintendo sixty four since I was in preschool. Thanks for making me fall. <laughs> high school for me. Uh, high school is when my one died. Um, I've still got the original controller, but I had to replace the the joystick because those those joysticks are notorious for wearing out. Yeah, um, yeah. they're shocking. Because um, most people like you play it. There's games where you had to like rotate the joystick really quickly, so everyone would use like the flat of their hand and go, and eventually it just wore out. That it just wouldn't even. It would just sort of like, yeah, it, they weren't very durable. <laughs> Wait, I think I the shocking just do that stupid in Mario. Yeah, the exactly. shocking ones are the the shock controllers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have too much prop comedy on this. <laughs> I was going to say, you just hear someone I prepared earlier. You just seem to be producing the... <laughs> here's, here's this... Exhibit A. <laughs> you know, like... The puns are flying at you so hard that you might need to duck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. I just looked around and found something. Oh, my God. Uh, but no, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's a weird time in which there are some games that lend themselves like a lot of indie games work incredibly well on the Switch, and I, and I, and I think that's a really oh, yeah. good home for them. You know, I think it's a really. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be on other things, but they work well on the Switch. Anything uh, that is single player, anything that doesn't require latency, I think is great on the Switch. Yeah, like party like, games and things like that are cool. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I would just, even say. Um, the the pirate sea of thieves like go hog wild i would love for sea of thieves to come to the switch yeah right <laughs> that, that would be amazing because those graphics are they i mean it's made by rare so rare are the ones that made a whole heap of nintendo era games you know some of the real classic games that people still love you know like banjo kazooie and, and golden 64 oh, and all those ones like they were the they were the kings of gaming for a long time there um before microsoft bought them and Things went horribly awry for a and, while and, there. And then, yeah, they, they ruined some things. And then they were playing... Then they were developing Kinect games. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. The, the people who made some of the most groundbreaking games in the sort of Nintendo 64 era uh, were then making Kinect games. To be fair, for a while there, people really thought the Kinect was going to hit up, like catch on. Because it was the first thing that yeah. allowed you to play a game without a controller. Like, your body became the controller. Like, sorry, this Loose. is again in my passion area of Loosely became VR. your controller. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was bad. It was the first thing in that line of technology, and people assumed something would come along and make the Kinect better, and it didn't. <laughs> Until oh. the Magic Leap, which happened like four years ago. And then, and then they just got rid of it altogether. The Kinect you can't even buy anymore. It's not a thing that comes with... Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um... But the technology is in use in... Oh my god. The Oculus Quest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just have a. You know, you, you can't see anything. Uh, you can't see anything around Alex, but it's just like, all right, I'll need this prop. I'll need this prop. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a Mary Poppins style bag. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... <laughs> oh god. Um. What else has been happening this week? Uh, do, do, do... The Activision layoffs. That's the one thing I had prepared. Oh, Activision evidently laid off 50 people uh, over the last couple days. Why? Um, evidently, evidently, it's because esports not being in person, they had to lay off a lot of people in the esports-like yeah. areas. Like, oh. I kind of get it. But also, right now is the worst time to lay people off. Yeah, like, the fact that, you know, there's still the pandemic happening in that, and you just laying off all these people, mm. it's just bad, real bad time into that. Yeah. Hmm. It's a year later, and they're still laying people off because of it, I guess. 
That's just, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, at first when I heard it, I was like really shocked because I know they're hiring people right now, like a lot of people to develop these new games that they're pushing out. They have like at least three games in like development right now. Overwatch 2, Diablo 5. I forgot the number. Uh, cool. And then there's another cool. unnamed game. It's four? Yeah, I think it's four. Okay. Cool. Cool. My increments are off, but there's another multiplayer game that's in development. I don't even think it has a name yet. And so they're like hiring developers left and right. And then I just heard that they've fired a bunch of people. And I'm like, what? I guess it's different. But evidently it's not I guess developers. It, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I guess it's different departments then, you know, like. Yeah. It's happening across the board, like in the video game industry and the movie industry and just people getting furloughed and sitting there not knowing whether they're going to go back to work. And it's like, yeah, it's a real, it's a real uh, interesting time. But it's like, but then in saying that, the video game industry is booming because there's more time for people to play video games. Yeah. So it's just kind of like it's kind of a catch twenty two. Like the live stuff's not happening, but people are gaming more than ever at the moment. You know, this is the best time in my life for there to be a pandemic because I'm in grad school in a computer science department. So literally anything that I need to do can be done from this exact seat. Yeah. However, if this happened like two years earlier or two years later, I don't know what would have happened. It's it's a hard one, you know, and that's it's a it's a real tricky one to like. Yeah, it, it it's changed the way we do things uh, on a on a big scale, um, you know. And, and hopefully, it'll be over soon. That would be nice. Um, yeah, it's 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 been. I can't believe it's been a year, but then in yeah. a lot of ways, it feels like it's been a year. You know, like it's, it's, like it's been longer than a year. Uh, it's just it's, it's just like. I haven't seen some people who I love in over a year now, yeah. which is yeah. so weird to me. Yep. It's yeah, just it's like the, there's so many people that I've used to see multiple times a year. There are people I, I saw once a day. Yeah, yeah, well that's yeah. the other thing, is like you just don't see them at all, you know? Like it's it's such a weird it's such a weird situation, um, and a and a constantly changing situation as well. Um what else have we got here? Uh do, 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 I did say something that I was gonna say and I can't remember. There is a Square Enix presents thing coming up. Ooh. tomorrow no today sometime today uh, square enix is the kingdom hearts people yes yes uh didn't they also do a tomb raider Final Fantasy. yeah they've done all sorts of yeah because uh, i'd be very excited for a new tomb raider oh they're talking about uh okay so the, what they what are what they're expecting is life is strange sequel outriders they're going to talk about uh marvel's avengers just cause mobile and tomb raider uh, series celebration because it is an anniversary year so maybe there is something in the works for that um well they did they did just release uh tomb raider definitive survival trilogy uh so that will have uh tomb raider rise of the tomb raider and shadow of the tomb raider and it's only twenty dollars Ooh. I already own two of those games. <laughs> it's an introductory price. It will go up to fifty on April the second. But still, that's a that's a hell of a bargain because those yeah. those games yeah, are wonderful. Especially the, I mean, Shadow is the newest one. Uh, yes, right? yeah. So it goes. Yeah, it has Tomb Raider Rise one of, of Tomb the Raider f- Shadow. Sorry, no, it doesn't care. Shadow. Yeah, so it goes right. Uh, Tomb Raider Rise of Tomb Raider Shadow of Tomb Raider. Yeah, Shadow is one of the first big AAA games to future ray tracing in a modern sense. Uh, and it has one of the most stunning scenes, in my opinion, of ray tracing, which is like way early on in the game. You're in like this Mexican market uh, and there's this fountain and you see these like, like you know, the fairy lights that you get when like wa- like su- like light hits water yeah. and like, oh, it's yeah. everywhere. Brilliant. I love those oh, things. Funny. And it's right there in like the middle of this nighttime festival and mm, every time i play the game i just get like warm fuzzies at that scene uh, i haven't really played much of the new ones 25th anniversary this year 25 years the ones on psp oh really the ones i played all i can remember from, I've, I've played the new ones but all i can remember from like the og like playstation one era ones is locking the butler in the <laughs> in the fridge in the in the croft mansion <laughs> you'd like lead him in there and then I, just I shut them in the remember fridge the stories for like the psp one games we had that my friend had that i used to borrow but i just remember playing them there are there are that's another crazy. franchise that is groundbreaking 
is Tomb yeah. Raider. My f- yeah. My first of the games was Rise, though. I'm still a baby gamer. I just started gaming like five years ago. I so... loved the first of the remakes. The first one, I, the, I that was really, really good. I was, it was the first time in a long time I got really like entrenched in enjoying that style of game in a long time. Yeah, so... I really like it because it's it's less about like the mechanics, like how well can you aim at this thing, which I feel like a lot of games kind of do. And it's more about the puzzles. And I love yeah. puzzles. It's 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 very story driven as well. Like it's a very story driven series. It's true. Um, so yeah. much trauma. Mm. Uh, yeah, there I is a lot. I was gonna say there is a lot of trauma in those games. I she, see a lot of trauma in my future. She goes through <laughs> a lot. She goes through a lot. She does Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raiders. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Mario. Uh, sorry, sorry, Super Nintendo World has officially opened in Japan. Great time to open an amusement park, I'm sure. It's so sad because they started planning that way before the pandemic, and it's like, it's like, what are we yeah. doing now? But see, Japan's not in a position that the pandemic's a major issue at the moment at all, and hasn't been for ages. So they're like, you know, they're kind of like, we hope to see people when they can get here, but for now, we're open and people are enjoying it. And it's like, oh, that's so sad because it's like, looks amazing. Like I would love to go. Yeah. It, it looks so good, but like. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing is getting a whole heap of stuff. We're coming up to Easter, so there's going to be a whole heap of stuff for that. Um, and April Fool's stuff. They're adding a whoopee cushion. Oh, God. <laughs> Literally. You can put a whoopee cushion down somewhere and the player can sit on it. And, and hope someone accidentally sits on it. Oh, it's never going to... It's not... Oh, my God. It's not even close that they could accidentally sit on it. It looks so <laughs> obviously a whoopee cushion sitting on the ground. <laughs> like, it doesn't... There's not even a, like, disguise it as anything else kind of thing. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that that game was, like... It hit its like main popularity at the beginning of this because it seems so long ago. I haven't touched that game mm. in so long. They, I know I, people are still enjoying it, but I'm I just go like, back to I've a... built my island and now I don't know what to do. I go back to it every I, now I and then. Flattened in my island and then didn't I haven't touched it because I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do with my island now. Uh, I'm just gonna go back to that when I have inspiration and just none. It's yeah. it's I still stand by the fact that. I mean, I think it still would have been it's done reasonably well, and I think it's a great game, but it yeah. it released at the right time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like Nintendo, like they lucked out on some crazy level because when you look at the, how well Animal Crossing has done in previous games and what New Horizons is doing, it's like apples mm. and oranges. <laughs> like it's like yeah, I it, mean, crazy numbers. It allowed an amount of escapism at the beginning of a pandemic, so for people sure, having, got people it. having birthday parties in the in the game because they can't have them in real life. It was so cute. I just remember like people like going around a cake and all applauding. It's it's, so, yeah. it, it's cute but tragic. <laughs> yeah, there are layers to human emotion for sure. <laughs> like, it's like we can't see each other, so let's get all our little chibi avatar type creature animal things and we'll all stand around and clap at a cake that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, like... I mean, going back to VR, there was a really big push at the beginning of the pandemic in VR where like a bunch of people just gobbled up headsets so they could like go and see their friend's avatar, like so they could yeah. hang out and like see them move, but it's not their face. But it, it oh, yeah. well, there's been a lot of that happening though, because it's like with the graphics cards being snapped up, and mm-hmm. um, even like uh, there's been a lot of scalping on th- that kind of stuff and streaming equipment. You know, at one stage there, Elgato stuff was hard to get, um, yeah. uh, like capture cards and stuff. Just and so much technology just yeah. hard to find. And then, my friend's uh, trying to build her first PC, and it's like five times the price it should be. I'm very lucky that because I built my PC recently and I managed to get a 3070. But the, pl- the place that was building the PCs kept it at recommended retail price, and they're like, "If you want one of these graphics card, buy a new PC. We're not selling you a graphics card. Buy a new PC." Yeah, and I think that's a smart way oh. of doing it. I just think it yeah. is because at least if you want, if people are seriously wanting a PC that with this new stuff, then do it that way. 
people who are watching this will have seen like just like a layer of confusion on my face for the past like 20 seconds as I was trying to decipher what a 37E was. Oh. But you said 3070. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <so laughs> 3070, not, not a 37E. <laughs> I'm like, is that some weird Intel naming convention I'm not aware of? And then you started saying graphics card, and I'm like, are you using AMD? What's that, going that, on? <laughs> 3070. <laughs> um, but yeah, because that, that range is so hard to get. Um and it's 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 and it's not improved. Like they just can't, you know. As much as they're trying to put in place uh, prevention measures and that to stop people scalping them, they're getting around it and still scalping them and selling them. Um, Is this the type of podcast where we can talk about the upcoming silicon shortage? <laughs> I yeah, it's funny. Like you know, that, that, well, not okay. It's not funny, but like it's oh, literally it's it's literally an issue that. There are certain components for PCs and, and electronics and everything else that are going to be harder and harder to get because we are just burning through this <laughs> crazy amount of things. And we don't have any way of saving old things. Like, we have all of these chips that are, like, in junkyards that have the silicon we need, but we have no means of, like, scraping off the bits we don't care about anymore. Yeah, there's no way of extracting the silicon itself. So it's like... Ugh. And that's why electronics are selling out so quickly because it's actually the the manufacturers are struggling to get the parts for it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, all right, well, you know, um, that's going to be an issue uh, because that was the concerns when the PlayStation Five and and the new Xbox and and um, and even now they're talking about a, a Switch Pro of some description. You know, um, is that these things are going to struggle because the demand is way higher than what they can actually produce for the most part. So it's like, ooh, yeah, we're going to have a big there's, problem. There's this whole area of research in silicon replacement and artificial silicon. And it's a fascinating area of science that I have literally no knowledge about. Like, I tried to read a paper once and it's just like all this chemical engineering and material science and I'm just like, Bye. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'd be the same. Like computers. Anything. It's just, yeah, we, we're living in such a weird world. You know, two, three years ago, we were so we took for granted that we just had the ability to produce stuff and everything was fine. And, and now it's like everyone's having this like meltdown. I'm like, I've, I've said for the longest time, and I, it's not because I, I don't want to be a pessimist, obviously, because, you know, it, things are hard enough as it is. But at the moment, it's like, uh, you are aware that we're not even close to the end of this, even if the COVID-19 starts to die off, because the financial ramifications and the global economy and, like, everything is going to be an absolute mess after this. They don't really know yeah. the true impact after everything is said and done where COVID is controlled or contained or, you know, manageable when everything starts to try to restart like it was prior to this pandemic. The because one thing I'm really hoping for out of this is that people will start to take what scientists are saying more seriously because biologists and epidemiologists have been shouting this hmm. for forever, that we are in a international landscape where people are traveling internationally all the time. If a pandemic, if a new novel virus were to arise, it could be catastrophic. And we're pretty lucky, and this sounds weird, but we're lucky that it's like COVID is as mild as it is. Yes. It could have been way worse. And it mm. may Ooh, be yeah. worse in the future. A paper type so, like, I just want people to listen to people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, my God. <laughs> So about those Nuzlocke's, Asa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look so defeated by that comment. Always. You look so defeated by that comment. Oh my god! What was your first? Okay, what? Let's let's end, let's end on a bit more of a happier. Well, maybe for us, maybe not for you. But what was the first game you nuzlocked in? I'm so curious. I haven't actually asked you this. What was the first game you did a nuzlocke in? Oh, buddy, I think it was Fire Red. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, 
I think it was Fire Red. Um, it's only in the past couple of years that I've done it. Yeah. Okay, since I've known Chris, because he's the one who introduced me to Nuzlocke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the first one we did were together was Fire Red. Yeah. Uh, the only one I've completed is Soul Silver. Okay. Oh, good game. So I completed one. <laughs> Yay! Oh, My knowledge of the levels of Pokemon are vastly deficient. I know what Emerald is because it's the one that I had an emulator of for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so that's I know Gen my first game three? was Yellow. That's Gen so... 1. Gen 1 was yeah, great. Yeah, I played on my like, dad's yeah. Game Boy Color. Oh, did you have one of those little clip-in light things so you could see the screen, you know, plugged in the side? No. Oh, that's so I tragic. just had to... I yeah, just had the right angle. Right. <laughs> yeah. just, just, I don't think anyone ever sat there looking at a Game Boy front on. It was always to the left or it to the cool. right. Just get yeah. that red light. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is this phrase you just used? Full Tom? No, front on. Front on. Full Tom? <laughs> oh my god, Alex. I don't know your Australian like <laughs> words of turns of phrase. Like if you look at uh, if you're looking at it uh, from the front, <laughs> front on. Yeah, I I get it now. <laughs> I just assumed you were using like an idiom that I didn't. Understand. Oh, some, some but, stupid Aussie slang. Aussie slang. Yeah, I was gonna say we're good at that. <laughs> I was gonna say we're good at that. But no, yeah. yeah they, they, I'm trying they to made... think of a single Aussieism I know, and I can't think of any. Just, just call everyone mate, and you're good. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. I figured that, that is would be one, one don't of we? the things that would really bother people is just like saying mate to Australians all the time. It's like talking about putting something on the Barbie. Oh my god. Okay, oh, so let no, me just no. let me just clear that up a bit. I mean, we do. Firstly, we don't call them shrimp. They're prawns. prawns. They're, they're prawns. Aware, yeah. yeah. Secondly. It's not something common that we barbecue, and I don't know where this came from. We don't Probably just... Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> it's like we don't... Like the Bloomin' Onion? Oh, yeah. The, the whole... Wait, do you say like... Bloomin'? What else are you meant to say? I never have said it in my, well, but in you my be... life until I learned of that food item. But what else is it? Bloomin'? I'm like... It's Bloomin'. <laughs> like, someone can be a Bloomin' idiot, right? Oh yeah, you can call someone a blooming idiot. Yeah. Bloody, or bloody, bloody, bloody. We use bloody a lot. I, yeah. as an American, before Harry Potter became a thing, yeah. the term bloody singularly meant like having blood upon your person. <laughs> and the first time, the first time I read that in the book, I was like devastated. I'm like, you're a bloody idiot. What happened? <laughs> Why was you covered in blood? Oh, I just didn't understand at first. I have I have those moments all the time, and I mean I'm li I'm living in a completely different country, obviously, to where I've grown up and that. And so I'll say things, and and Danny will quite often look at me and go, "What on earth are you on about? Like, what are you talking about?" Yeah. But then I'll say it to like my friends Kaylee and Larissa and that, and they know exactly what I'm saying because they're Australian. <laughs> so I was like, "All right." But yeah, yeah, nah is another thing. We do that a lot. We say yeah, nah. Did you? Did, there was a thing that was developed. Someone developed a fan-made concept for a Pokemon game series, and it was Pokemon Yeah and Pokemon Nah, and it was set in Australia, and it looked brilliant. <laughs> I remember that. I yeah. saw that, that actually. Ago, and it? I'm like, oh my god, I want this. <laughs> I want this in my life. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely enjoy an Australian Pokemon game. I view Australia as this beautiful land filled with things that want to kill me. So like, I would never go. I would just singularly <laughs> never go. But like a VR application that let me travel in Australia, I would be very happy about. Here's the thing. It is a beautiful country and I, lo I, love, I love my home country, I, I do. And it's a diverse place with many different, like you, you go up north, it's tropical. You go down south, it's more like european if you want to call it that and cold and whatever else and then you have you know hot and horrible and whatever else but not everything will kill you <laughs> that's the one i mean yeah. we've got poisonous snake like we, we don't just go down the street and there's suddenly a, a, a snake there well, it depends on where you live i suppose 
But the people got this images like kangaroos, us riding around in kangaroos and, 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 and all these other weird images in their heads. I'm like, where do you get this stuff from? To be fair, yeah, I view it more as I viewed Texas, where it's just like, I, I, I was told you have yeah. like large spiders that might be in your house. Or scorpions, maybe. Oh, uh, scorpions, not so much. <laughs> not so much with the scorpions. I mean, depends on. I know that's the thing in Texas. But spiders. My yeah. sister moved to Texas, and I am terrified for her life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the worst thing about the spiders in Australia is that they are they are big, but most of them actually are more frightened of you than anything else. Like huntsman spiders, which is the most common sort of spider for the most part. That's a terrifying name of a spider. They hunt men. Well, they just don't, though. They literally they are more inclined to run away from you than they are to attack. Then why are they called? <laughs> I don't know. You actually, have in the household. Uh, yeah, they they, wait, they they keep the flies away. They they good. They that. keep the flies away. They also eat the smaller um, white tails, red backs. Yeah, they're the spiders. Small spiders that are more oh, those are spiders. Yeah, red backs and yeah. and white tails are some of the most deadly spiders in the world. We have. A color black widows. Oh yes, they're, they're... Uh, maybe we can collect the rainbow of spiders. <laughs> We're really triggering someone yeah. in our audience right uh, now. Oh, oh my god! But yeah, no, they're, they're not. Yeah, every country has something that's you know like that. It's just Australia for some reason has always gotten this rap of being this deadly place that's also gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Australians have spiders and we have poor gun control. I mean, we all have our things. <laughs> Oh god, that's just such a global Sorry. story. <laughs> that's just such a glo- <laughs> That's just such a. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> oh my god! I mean, you're not wrong, but yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, we we probably should think about wrapping up. We've been doing this for already an hour. That's just flying, uh, flown, flying, flown, flown. Wait, really? An hour? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> flown, flown. Flown. Flouted. Uh, The time just floated away. Floated. Time is an illusion. I'm standing by that. It's been like that since March last year. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, uh, if you want to uh, follow these amazing content creators, both members of the Aura Guardians, uh, you find all the details in the description below. Um, Acer streams. uh, What's your time zone, Acer? Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings. Oh yeah, because it's daylight. Oh god, that's when everything gets even more. For another like two weeks. Yeah. Wait, you... and then and then it changes. <laughs> yeah. You have daylight savings time in the name of your time zone. Yes. Why? Yeah, because uh, we like Australia. Has because not time. every yeah, I was gonna say not every state in Australia changes. I mean, not every state in America does. Arizona doesn't. It's it's so complicated. It gets so confusing. Uh, Queensland doesn't. That's huh. the one I know definitely doesn't. There's it's evidently also there, there's like an Indian reservation in Arizona which do, uh, does do daylight savings time. So evidently you can like drive 30 minutes and have to change your clock like five times. <laughs> oh my god. Oh that's just confusing. That would be so annoying. Time zones, yeah. are, time zones are complicated. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the eastern <laughs> side of Australia. Yeah, Eastern so, yeah. Australia. Eastern Australia. So <laughs> as long as you put it this way, if you Google Eastern Australia time zone, it will tell you whether it's daylight savings time or not. It's really good that way, I must yeah. say. Um, and then Alex, you are Eastern Standard. Eastern Standard, right? Also, if you follow us, you you don't have to worry about time zones because you'll get <laughs> you'll get a notification. So oh, subtle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Smash the bell. <laughs> Please, I know you're on YouTube now, <laughs> but let's not smash the bell just yet. Every oh, time I hear that, I just think of that song, Ring My Bell, and I'm just like, how has no one used that as their outro music yet? Ooh, ring my bell. DMCA. <laughs> oh I'm going to use that idea next time anyone watches one of my videos. <laughs> Please do. I, it needs walk. to be done. It truly does.
Um, so yeah, and if you've missed any episodes of the Auracast and want to watch back any of them, you'll find it on YouTube. Uh, also, you'll find it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify in audio format. Um, the, moving forward, the Auracast will also be run uh, as a rerun on Twitch at the usual time of 6pm CET. That's Central European time, because that's where the time zone I'm in, and that makes it easier for me to work out what the hell I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Uh, on a Saturday, so it's the same time that it's always been, but it will be a rerun. So you can watch it if you want it on there, you can watch it on YouTube, or you can listen to the audio versions. Um, so yeah, uh, well, that's about it. Um, thank you to our uh, partner as well, Juju Energy. Juju Energy is a uh, gaming supplement formula. Um, I need to get some more soon because I'm nearly out, um, but it's really, really good. Uh, I need recommendations for that. There's some really the good The Blue flavors. Raspberry. Yeah, the Blue Raspberry is really <laughs> I'm good. I'm obsessed with Blue Raspberry. It's so good. Oh my God. I've All been right. staring at the list for months. I was like, I don't know which one I want. Um, I'm waiting I for Horchata. Well, I'm waiting for Horchata to come back in, which is a Mexican milk drink one. I want to try it. I, I, you I, need I, to get. We need to get like note profiles, like they do for like sommiers. Is like <laughs> like, like, a, like a wine profile, yeah. and citrus mm. undertones. Hints of <laughs> just sit here swilling juju. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if you are interested, you can check out their website jujuenergy.com um, and use the code AGFAM for ten percent discount. Um, if you are international, uh, as in outside of the US, uh, if you order a hundred uh, US dollars or more, you get free shipping, which at the moment is a bargain because shipping is horrific. Um, and so, yeah, um, it's great. It's got lots of vitamins and minerals. It's also got a thing called Lutamax, which is good for your eyes. If you spend a lot of time in front of the computer, like I do, and we all sort of do, um, it helps reduce that blue light that comes from your screen from damaging your eyes. So it adds a bit of protection for that. And it's actually really good for your eyesight. So yeah. And I don't feel that crash. I don't drink energy drinks normally, um, because I, I drink them and then later on I'm like, oh God, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. I don't get that with Juju, um, which is really nice. So, yeah, jujuenergy.com and use the code AGFAM for 10% discount at checkout. Anyway, it's been a pleasure to have both of you on the AuraCast. Um, Thank you for having me. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check these guys out. Uh, you can check out my details if you want, but I'm here every week, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'll be here next week. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, guys, definitely go check out Bees' details. Don't sure. listen to him. Uh, uh, they don't listen to me anyway, so what's the difference? <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye.